<laughs> oh my god! Well, uh, you know, I ch ch cheers to cheers, cheers to that. Cheers. That works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> my non-caffeinated, non-sugary drink. My non-sugary, caffeinated, carbonated drink. One more for them. Very much so caffeinated. Let's get him, buddy. Rockstar. Gatorade, or yeah. That's you, man. White shirts and white power. No, I'm just kidding. Um, M&M. <laughs> Remember M&M? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It of course you do, right? What's that? Of course you remember Eminem, right? Yeah, well, it took me. I remember when they when he first hit the scene. I did not understand. I would see his name, and then people would say Eminem, and I couldn't. I didn't realize that they were the same thing, and that he just spelled Eminem. I'm thinking M ampersand M. So yeah, it took me a while to, to figure it out. They're like, oh, Eminem, which still. Let me ask you. So of course I um. I uh, at, at the time of his popularity, I was going to a a. a a Christian college, and um, and then after that, I actually dropped out, and I was like partying and just kind of partying away in my early twenties, and mm -hmm. and there were some big Eminem fans there amongst those weed smokers and partiers. Peanut but or most plain. of these individuals, huh? Pe peanut or plain? Sorry, go ahead. Peanut or plain? Got no one. Eminem's, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, or plain. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you're not, you don't have kids. You don't have an excuse to make dad jokes. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I don't you know what, kid. though? What's that? Yeah, continue. This girl, I mean, this girl I'm seeing, she would love that. Like, she's like, I like dad jokes. Well, Pat, well, she'll like that part. She'll like this part, that part of the pod, perhaps. I might steal that joke from you. Yeah. I don't know how you, she set that up for you ever to really say it, but... But yes, if you can, you if you can work it in, it's all I you. think I think you're trying to steal my girl with dad jokes, bro. No, no, I'm just trying to steal some M and M's. <laughs> well, my question it? about M and M was this. Okay. Yes. All of these people I'm talking about who loved M and M were white. Mm -hmm. My question is: Was he embraced by the black community in America? Well, he got kind of his gateway in was uh, Dr. Dre, who at the time, I mean, and just even and all all of hip-hop and rap you know dr dre's been you know one of the you know people at the top of it you know from his days with nba and, and the chronic and everything so he came in just right at the right time and i think black people probably just he he just made good music and he was angry and he was kind of just he's different and you could tell he had talent like there's some people who come through you know, like vanilla ice or snow or whatever they come in and they feel like a gimmick and just kind of whatever but Eminem felt authentic, and mm. it's hard to not at least respect authenticity, you know, even if you don't always enjoy the art. But I like I like Eminem. I think Stan was, I mean, I love the song Stan. I still, him and Dido, it's a great song. Mm. Reminded me of a yeah, friend. So I, remember, I, I remember one at some, some, you know, back when we used to watch award shows, back when America had a unified culture, at least somewhat, um, and we cared about things like the Oscars. And when I was young enough, even like the Video Music Awards on MTV, mm -hmm. um, they had all these white boys dressed yes. up like Eminem. I remember dressed that up one. like Eminem. And so, of course, they were. I think it was was it blue jeans and white T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Was that his kind of mm -hmm. his signature look at the time? And they yeah. all. I think they all had blonde. Not. Yeah, it was all blue. And they all just kind of. 
And it was a weird statement. I'm not sure what you're trying to say because guess who's back? Back again. I'm pretty sure that was that. Uh, I'm the. Again. I'm the. Um, all the other slim shadies are just imitating, and then but they had this thing where these all these guys who look like him walked up on stage, and so I'm not sure. I think it that was the. The, the point of it all, you know, like they were showing all the imitators or just kind of, I guess it's on the noise, on the nose representation, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm sure there was some artistic message. I didn't quite get, I wasn't a huge fan though, but yeah, no, I think he was anyway. Huge. Yeah. Where were we, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. I was a small town boy. I wasn't from the city. So yeah, I wasn't going like, to understand. Were you living in a lonely world? City. No, wait, that's never mind. Just a small town boy. Born and raised in South Detroit. It's the girl who's in the city. Never mind. Yeah. Too much, too much. Yeah, that, that was what I heard on the radio. Like Journey and uh, John Mellencamp. Bruce Springsteen. Jack and Diane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always, always a, a tra some train tracks where all the drama goes. You know, if you just get across them or you don't want to go across them or they live across the tracks or, you know, on the wrong side of the tracks. So yeah, a lot of train stuff in the, back in the day. I'd like to know more about critical race theory. Do you know anything about critical race theory, Brandon? Switching gears. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, so, and yeah, we, we, we invite questions about social issues too that, that, that we cover from time to time on this channel. So look, um, in the aftermath, well, since Black Lives Matter really started like five, six years ago. And then, uh, especially after George Floyd's death, there's been a real push to uh, educate people, right? On, 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 on becoming more racially conscious. And that's really in a nutshell what critical race theory is. It's a look at the world through that lens. Now there's critical feminist theory, right? And there's probably similar theories for different economic classes, but it's a way of looking at the world. Say if you're someone who really identifies with feminism and to see everywhere how that dynamic of male, female, masculinity, femininity um, shapes the world. And then you can kind of start to see it in all over, right? So whether it's, um, I don't know how, how we design products or mm, how we say chairman instead of chairperson, you know, I don't know, you, you start to see this stuff all over. Um, and that's the way it is with critical race theory. So you start to see how um, the, the, the culture in the US, which is white dominated, um, has and still is. So uh, how, how that kind of shapes things and, and, and designs things for that assumption, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have Christmas break and we're gonna, uh, which is which is a religious thing, not necessarily a white thing, but um, um, but there's a lot of other examples of how kind of the, the white Western culture shapes the US. And that sometimes comes at the expense of non-white people. So critical race theory suggests that we should take a look at that mm -hmm. and be a little more cognizant of uh, instead of just assuming that say everyone celebrates Thanksgiving or that everyone needs to wear sunblock, right? Like, hey, you know what? Not everyone's white, not everyone's Christian. So it's a look at that, but the critical race theory takes it a little further. And it goes and says that- In theory, 
that sounds like a very empathetic or open-minded way yep. to view, you know, the people yes. around you who are not like you. And I know there's a yes. lot of times, I think for me, the thing that I've just kind of noticed, you know, about me just kind of uh, assuming certain things is just, it's a gender thing, you know, um, just thinking about just not really appreciating how difficult or the, what it's like to walk in a woman's shoes. And I'll never understand that, but I'm a lot more aware of that. I don't know now. And I think that's a good thing, but I think what you're going to say is that a good idea kind of got hijacked and driven too far in the wrong, in the opposite direction. Right. This is what's happened. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good ideas have been hijacked, right? That's, that's kind of a huge problem of today is we've got, um, gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, whatever. This is a good example of that where, uh, there's a, there's an opportunity to change things and for the better, and then it gets taken and turned up to 11 to use a, uh, white Western movie reference. So spinal tap, uh, forgive me. Uh, but it's a great phrase turn it up to 11, right? Not 10, 11. And it has, it's, it's, it's gotten to where people say things like, um, because beyond just being, uh, uh sensitive and, and open-minded and, and, and opening your eyes to these issues, it's gotten to where they start to chastise whites for all the damage, right? And all whites, yeah. And all whites, right? So it's it's become a tool of, of um, it's become an attack method for people with grievances. Uh, and they're the ones who've really risen up in, 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 in prominence. So for some reason in society, did, the people who rise at the top are sometimes some of the more extreme, um, radical, harmful people. And this could come, this comes in, you know, and this, it comes with, uh, um, you know, you could say Donald Trump was an example of of of, of radical and, and 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 harmful with his with his ideas and certainly with his rhetoric. So we're just in a time where the internet allows, I think, these I don't know these things catch on, and 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 this is no different. Uh, so yeah, so the people who rise to the top are those who are very on the attack, and um, some of the more egregious examples are all white people are racist, and you know, and it's become mainstreamed where Coca-Cola just got in some hot water um, when a, a, an actual screenshot from their racial sensitivity training said, try to be less white. It's a literal slide from their, you know, critical race theory uh, uh, training. And the irony is that, that it's summertime and most whites are trying to be less white too, you know? saying it's good timing yeah i'm trying to get a little sun but i got to be careful mm -hmm. um the thing that really gets people mad is when it gets in schools and when little kids are having to write things down like why my ancestors are bad by timmy johnson or whatever and some of these kids are having that placed in their head and they go home and they feel like they've done something wrong, right? This is this is real shaming stuff. This is harmful to yeah. a child's psyche. This is this is damaging stuff, and not to mention divisive, right? So, um, well, but on the like, flip side, on the flip side, you have, and this just kind of, I guess, we're just kind of saying the same thing. But the other side of that is that I grew up, you know, in Muskogee, Oklahoma, which is forty-five minutes south of Tulsa, and I knew nothing about you know Black Wall Street or 
the mm-hmm. 1921, you know, massacre. And just, I still don't, you know, what little I know is just stuff I've looked up, you know, I feel like that's something that, you know, probably should have been taught in school to some degree. And so what happened is you, you have history books that are more about teaching um, creationism than they are, you know, what it was really like to be a minority in this country, whether it be Asian or black or, you know, any, whatever. And now yeah. we have people trying to slingshot us the other way and where it makes Correct. all what we're basically it's instead of educating it's guilting and i think that's the big yep. problem we have now is like educating is just it is it's just is what it is right it's not really a an agenda and just looking at history it's just here you go here's what it is to, to, to the best of our knowledge but guilting it's just so every so much yeah, and because the, this has a moral because this has a moral element to it it's taken on religious overtones like you need to announce these things almost like it's a um, a chant or a um, a statement of your uh, commitment. And if you deny it, then they say, "Aha, that's your white fragility. That's part of your whiteness that coming out." So yeah. there's there's elements of like in group. I don't want to use the word cult, but because that gets used way too much and it's got way too strong of a connotation. But but it's those ideas of if you if you say you're not, that means you even more are, right? So it, 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 there's no like there's no denying it. There's no way that you can argue your way out of it because your attempts to argue out of it are arguments well, to them that they appear more yeah, made it, of it. It's basically, you know, it reminds me, okay, because I mean, I've got a lot, I know a lot of people who have differing opinions with. I have a lot of white friends who, who, um, well, actually, let me back up. I have white friends who are cool with, with me and I'm cool with them. And when there's something to like, we disagree on something, we can go back and forth. Um, but I know that I like this person because they're a good person and we can have differing opinions. And it's not on me. Like I don't really find it my job to change your ethics, right? And now if we can have a discussion and at some point, maybe you think about it different more or I think about it more, maybe we come to our own conclusion on it, great. But it's such a weird, move to just try to I don't know to just kind of point at a person just a normal everyday good person and try to make them feel bad you know educate don't guilt trip so yeah that's the that's the it's like pushing it's like pushing your ideas on people like where where do we see that right we see that in people who are too dogmatic or too zealous with their religion prophesizing this is a social yeah, it's, it's, it's a movement with, with some, um, um, you better be like us, or it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a problem right now. And, and so what's happened is people are calling this out, and they're giving it awful labels like neo-racism and uh, forced white re-education training, right? They're giving it these very damaging labels, and they're saying this should be illegal. And so the problem with that is that they're 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 basically putting in a basket everything that talks about race, and so now the left side of the of the political coin is pushing back against the resistance, which is rational. But now that's going too far. You know what I mean? So there's no, um, so so the topic was taken too far to the left, and then the right has become too critical of everything that mentions race, and so now the left is saying, well, well, wait a minute. So we can't ever talk about race. This isn't right. 
but it's it's the lack of a of a middle ground, which is just a hallmark of 2020, 2021. Um, and so both sides are like, we're either going to never talk about it or we're gonna like take it way too far. And people in the middle are just sort of looking at both sides saying, well, I don't necessarily like either option, but you know, what do you do? Where, where I think we're uh, now more than ever with, uh, actually I should say that because I don't know. But uh, right now, as far as in my life, it feels as though there are, there's, there's prey, right? There are predators and predators have a whole lot more access to their prey these days. And the prey more and more, I think, I shouldn't say more and more, I think the prey, just like they've always been, people who kind of want to believe in something, want to believe in somebody, want, they have some internal issues that they, they, that they, that causes them to attach to something. There's just more ways for them to be found. And now, so there's, there's the prey, there's the predators. Then there are the people in the bushes with, with binoculars who decide, do I want to get up and do I want to climb this tree and watch it today? Or do I just want to sit in my hammock and hang the fuck out? And I think I'm getting so much more to that point where I don't even think there's a discussion to be had. One of the things I, I there was this girl that I knew and she was, cool she was nice right she was part of our group of friends I had but she thought she was so inter interesting her life was the most interesting life that had ever been lived so anytime she could hijack a story she'd hijack this story and hijack a conversation and tell a story that nobody really was that interested in mm. and I remember just being so just like okay I mean I get it it's whatever but I'm bored that's a childish word to use, I think, but I'm bored with this. And right now, all this conversation going, it just, it seems just boring to me. And in a way, it's not enlightening. It's not about a real thing. It's about some mm-hmm. fat that we put on top of something that we just now have yeah. to get rid of to get to the real thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. like I can't, I don't know. Right now, it feels like you, um, I don't know if you want to transition there this moment, but you did an interview with uh, a Black Panther. And that interview, I mean, we haven't, I listened to it right before we got up, we started the pod, so we haven't talked about it at all. But I found it very compelling. I found his mind and the, his brain and the way he just observed things and kind of was able mm-hmm. to look at it from a long view. Like he's lived all the, lived decades seeing this country change. So he's got mm-hmm. perspective, which thing that most people, when you're young, I, I I don't want to be a person who bashes young people, but I'll bash people who who think that they've earned the years they haven't lived. Right? You got to live to to you got to have perspective. And at least if you if you can make up time with knowledge or information, that's one thing. You know, if you may not you may be 22, but you've read all the history of this and that, and you've just talked to people, and you've you can make up for time. But most people they don't have time and don't have education or don't have curiosity for history. But yet they have these loud voices. And I think it's all mm-hmm. because there are so many people that they can prey upon to pick mm-hmm. to buy their bullshit. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just rambling down uh, uh, some thoughts I've had yeah. for a while. But um, but no, but the interview. Yeah. Well, yeah. do, do you wanna do you wanna talk a little bit more, any more about critical race theory, or um, would you wanna I think with- I think that's the gist of it. It's just yeah. people who wanna bring up you know, become more racially aware, which is, I, I don't think, I don't think reasonable people would, would argue against that. And I think that is where we're going. 
Actually, mm-hmm. believe it or not, through all the, the the craziness, like the pushing and the pulling and the, the extremes, I think I think the the general consensus is to recognize, you know, through all this drama and and, and all these tragedies, yeah. like yeah, we need to be more sensitive. We need to be more aware. And so, even though there are these crazy arguments and this some of this indoctrinating going on, and uh, I think in general it is progressing and, and and I think that drama will settle down the dust will settle and we'll find ourselves in a better place but um, it's it's easy to lose track of that when there are some extraordinary things happening that that for some people is is, is, is pretty bad it's pretty damaging um, but yes it's 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 the recognition of uh, being more racially conscious that's taken to a degree where they're now um, you know chastising white people period and then the the, re, the the response to that is to then say, hey, you can't do that. And we should make re- critical race theory illegal. And so now many states, I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but many states have made it illegal to teach critical race theory. And the problem with that is, well, what, what does that include? Can we talk about um, differences in like income and the racial income gap or, or, or the racial achievement gaps say in my home state of Minnesota they're quite they're very wide I mean if you start talking about that is that going to be Minnesota doesn't have it illegal but let's say you're in one of these states that do that made it illegal to discuss critical race theory and we, you know it, the problem with that law is it might include things that actually should be talked about yeah and see that's what happens when people you know you can have a discussion and you can come to some reasonable agreement but when you start a war if you lose yep. the war, then the thing you were fighting for gets trampled on. That's what a lot of people don't understand is when you push too hard and you start a war instead of conversation, when you lose or the pushback, it's like they get to walk all over the thing you wanted to, you were fighting for in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's that. And um, interviewing Larry Pinckney, the, 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 black, the original Black Panther member, was was extraordinarily relevant to this issue and and, and many others um, because his views are. It's funny how he was a radical in his day, and now he's a radical for a whole other reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically anti-establishment. He's always been anti-establishment, I think, but now that the establishment, in a way, has um, championed like Black Lives Matter, and you see it everywhere, and and, and companies are doing it, and da 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 da, to a degree that. He looks at he's not he doesn't like Black Lives Matter. He's very critical of the organization. I don't think we really talked about that, mm-hmm. but he's open about that in other interviews. He finds them to be not not authentic, not not empowering. He did yeah. say in his in this interview that today's activists aren't empowering. They're they they talk about being victims. They talk about yeah. um you know you know and, and attacking. Uh, the, the power structure, you know, and, and that can touch on on, on, on racial grievances a lot. Um, but he said, you know, we, we, we try to pull, you know, empower our, 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 our black brothers and sisters, you know, mm-hmm. and so he pointed that out. And so he's become, uh, you know, he, he's still anti-establishment, but he's so he is so in a way now where he's, he's like, he said at the end of the interview, he, they view him as a threat because he doesn't go along with their with their ideas. Yeah. Um, he, he thought what happened to George Floyd was terrible. And he said, that's what happens to black men sometimes. And it's been happening this whole time. And so he wasn't ever, he never wanted to minimize 
And that's what I found actually when I'm interviewing people about, when I'm interviewing black leaders about mm -hmm. this project that I'm looking at, they all recognize that, yeah, what happened to Floyd was, that happens to black people. Black people are mistreated, time. especially by all police. The time. But that doesn't mean, you know, he, as in the words of Larry Pinkney, it doesn't mean we should um, canonize him or, or um, I don't know, take over city blocks and, and, and kick out all police, you know? So he was basically taking, kind of taking a middle ground approach himself, which he gets a lot of crap for, I guess, because he's supposed to be a black leader and he's not going along with the taking over of say city blocks like George Floyd Square. I don't know, what, what's your response? Well, one thing, one of the, the things that I, um, that, that first kind of ca caught my attention was the discussion about the media, right? Yeah. And I had this thought and you actually kind of verbalized it during the interview. And you said that, um, cause he basically was saying the media, you know, has always been kind of a problem and it's still a problem. And you kind of mentioned that it's, um, it's that, that, cause, okay, well, so what I'm thinking is media, media, it, it's, it's cap, basically media is a, is a standard for capitalism, right? They show you what they think you'll watch, right? Or what you, you will yeah. watch. I mean, there, there, there's decades of history. For profit. One of the Mostly. things is like, you know, the sayings, I worked in TV news for a long time and it used to be kind of a cliche or a joke and it's, but it's true. Like if it bleeds, it leads. You know, happy stories, you know, they may work here and there, but for the most part, people want to see tragedy and they want to see pain and they want to, they want to, they want to have something, it's an emotional, it they want to have some yeah. emotional response. Now there can be a point where it becomes too much, but I think people need something to tap into their emotions and the easiest emotion to tap into is fear, you know, or the negative emotions or those yeah, emotions that will, right. it's, emotions it's that will motivate you. It's immediately there. They'll motivate you. So what happens is we look at the media as, you know, kind of, oh, the media has an agenda. Oh, the media, yeah, their agenda is making money. And they yeah. only give us what we want. And yeah. you said something about, uh, I think, um, you know, that we're fighting against, like, the, you know, like, I can't even think of how it all fit together. Now, but how we're kind of fighting against our, our, you said something about fighting against nature. And I think where that played into yeah. this part was that, that, our nature is to want to see chaos and just whatever. So the news gives us that. And at a certain point, it's the, they, they're only giving us what we want. So until we can change or unless we change, unless we can step away from this, this sugar high, then the news is going to keep dealing out the, 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 the I sugar completely agree. you know, yeah. so it's not a media issue. It's a P it's a viewer issue. I agree. It's it's been sad watching good media institutions put out work that hasn't been uh, that has lacked integrity. Put out opinion pieces that they call fact. Um, taken sides where they only show stuff that is clearly biased. I mean, so I, I, I I'm sad to watch once prestigious media institutions, whether it's Time or New York Times, uh, Time Magazine or New York Times. Um, just put out stuff that's like, what are you putting that in your paper for? Like, that's just not super accurate or whatever. So they have taken a, a dive, but they're doing it because they get reactions to it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my gripe with them would be that they can't resist the clicks. But again, like you said, it's a capitalist system. They need to profit. They need to get the attention. And frankly, it's hard to resist the attention because isn't that fun? Yeah. Well, um, 
and it but the, it, it does come down to us like we don't have to keep clicking we don't have to keep watching but we do or people do in general so they've they've um they've polarized the audiences and you've got exclusive conservative and exclusively liberal media um so so yeah i i think the media is kind of a, a trope but let me uh, let me let me step in, let me say something real quick though uh about the media so i do think that i don't want to i want i don't want to apples to apples this i want to apples and oranges it because um i you know well, i watch i've been i watch cnn like cnn's kind of where i go i like msnbc too i used to watch fox every now and then just to get a different perspective can't do it anymore it's been a while but I think there's a big difference between a sh like CNN. I mean, hell, CNN, I mean, when Trump was, um, you know, uh, in the primaries, I mean, they were showing his rally, showing us because they knew it, people wanted to see him. You know, they were using him just like anybody else would have used him because that's a that's a for-profit company. But I think where the difference is CNN, while no news organization is perfect, you have a few people here and there who are kind of in it, just, you know, that you can tell that they may sensationalize things. They may mm -hmm. over exaggerate, maybe hanging on certain issues longer than they should. You know, I mean, like George Floyd, like that. That actually, I, let me not go that direction, but they will, oh, CNN will sensationalize things. But I don't think they generally fabricate things. You know, I don't think they come at it in a dishonest way, maybe whatever. But I think you look at things like Fox News. I think most of the hosts on those shows who have these super right-leaning views, mm -hmm. they, they mm -hmm. go on there and they know that it's just like uh, Alex Jones. They're in character when they're on TV. They're on, and if they if they got sued and and somehow had to had to you know had to stand up for what they're saying, they say oh, it's an act, it's a TV show, you know, just like just like mm -hmm. Alex Jones did. It's a bit, and I think the disingenuous part of that to me, it feels much more. Yeah. It just feels worse to me because I don't think the people really believe a lot of what they're saying and they're doing it because they know they're the predators and they've got yeah. the play right there. That's mm. kind of what I think the difference is between a station like a CNN or a Fox News. But that's just sure, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um, I, I get that. There, there do tend to be more egregious uh, examples on the right, I think. Um, I, I think part of that is just the nature of of the uh, of the media institution. It's like, you know, colleges too are generally left leaning. That's just the nature of university system. Education. Academics has always attracted. Right. Academic has always attracted. I mean, that's where the communists had the most a uh, uh, biggest grip on 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 societies, uh, the universities for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and and you know what, small businesses and um, truckers are gonna be more conservative you know like there are just certain professions that attract it's just the way it is so um i think media is one of those where it just tends to attract more uh liberal leaning people probably because they're more curious or um i don't know uh, open openness is a is a character trait amongst liberals more so than conservatives it's one of the big five personality traits openness and um and that just tends to be a, a strength among liberals. And that probably know, also- People say that, but I always kind of think, when I think about the TV stations I worked at, there was always, mm -hmm. there were always white male anchors, right? Even in a station where it was kind of run by gay, gay men, we had the traditional old school white guy anchor. 
and sure. then old school white guys in the in the in the um in the uh running the station right and while i get that we say media is left leaning it's not as though it's just it's not still populated by the traditional the same traditional power structure as other companies i mean white men run news sure. so i i don't know i don't know if it's that it doesn't feel that liberal to me when i think about the stations i've worked at it feels if sure. anything maybe there's a there's dissenting views and it's more in the middle but i don't see it as super left that's well I mean, that's they've they've pulled uh journalists and like who did you vote for and whatever whatever year and it's like 90 percent democrat i mean it, it just it just attracts people who lean left and you know, i think that's pretty it's pretty well established um we'll, we'll, you know i'll well i'm gonna look into some of that because i've just because i've been hearing this you know for forever and i'm not saying that there's not a maybe a little bit of a lean but i think about the companies i work for you know um yeah. they've been run by white dudes but that, does that mean they're not liberal it, it just means that it's it's um they could be liberal but i think that when you have it's not as okay it, the difference it's not as though you said it's run by black women who i would say from a democrat from a liberal or conservative black women are probably the one of the highest percentages of of liberal that there are right yeah, white men sure. It's probably if you just said white men, even educated white men, what do you think the the, the split is? I mean, 50-50 or like 60 40? Yeah. Yeah. Just, but I think you're I think you're stereotyping a little much here because I, I'm you know, yeah, and, and 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 there are probably some old school white men who who aren't so liberal. Mm -hmm. Um I, I, I think the realities of being in corporate America kind of and you, you have to make money and um, I don't know. So, so you may not be as ideal, idealistic as say a real passionate activist on the left, but um, I, I, I think some of the evidence for the, the, the media leaning left is that that's why you have outliers that are more extreme the other way. Mm -hmm. Like the reason Fox News is number one and has been for a while is because they're the only really popular conservative network or have been now there's like upstarts like Breitbart and you know some some web based yeah. ones but other than that or you know now it's like Newsmax and OAN and there's there's these you know but they're primarily web based before the internet got really huge um, Fox News was the only conservative one right of the big ones whether it's the the networks CBS ABC or whether it's the cable ones uh, CNN, MSNBC. So why would all the conservatives flock, you know, if, if the news wasn't generally left? I guess and, my and, question and, is what I get, I get where MSNBC, and I know we can look at them and say, well, yeah, they're obviously have a lot more left-leaning mm -hmm. kind of people, but what makes CNN left? Well, their, um, their constant attacking of Trump was pointed at often as being signed that they were. That, that to me is um, you. Okay, so let's let's look back when when 
I guess the, the better way to compare it would be, well, okay, Trump aside, mm -hmm. before Trump, pre-Trump, okay? Because Trump is kind of this outlier that's hard to really quantify. What made CNN, like what about their news coverage made them liberal? That's kind of what I want to know. Like what was the, the cover? Did they cover too many? I, kind of, I don't know what would be their... Yeah, it'd be hard to pull an example out. Yeah, um, Trump. Trump, I think, really showed um, their side. CNN, like CNN gave them more coverage than than they had given anybody, probably. Right? They weren't. Yeah. Well, silencing him. ironically, I, I I think that was accidental. Like benefit to Trump. They. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, they really they really pushed the Russia collusion thing, and it was there wasn't much, there wasn't anything behind it. It was, it was fabricated. And, and, and they, they barked up that tree as much as they could. They even went to Russia and looked in dumpsters. I, well, mean, I, don't, know if, I don't know if it's fabricated is the correct word, but, um, but I mean, the Mueller report did sit, did, you know, did prosecute people, right? It did it didn't prosecute people. Well, I don't know. There may have been some, some, um, from what I know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a super, um, uh, you know, I'm not an expert on, topic, but, but if they found some people to prosecute, I don't think it was because Trump was, I don't think it was because Trump was in cahoots with Russia. I don't think it was because, I, I don't think any of that stuff really amounted to anything. Yeah. I, there was no grounds for any um, censure or, 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 or anything, I don't believe. Um, I, I just think a lot of that was um, was overblown and, and they really pursued that. And, 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 and so that was just one example. Um, uh, and, and nowadays, it's, it's become pretty clear, right? It's, you know, the conservatives hate CNN, the CNN's, hate, you know. So um, how do we get on this? Well, um, I would say just my last bit and then, yeah, we were, we were talking about your interview and then we went on this, but I think that uh, if anything, um, I think a lot of, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, I think, 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 think the right has moved way past. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's all just, it's hard to, it's hard to really gauge where people on the right are because I am a guy who's grew up in Oklahoma and I've seen what it's like in Oklahoma from a race perspective. And we, Oklahoma's come a long, long way. So I always want to give credit to where credit is due. Oklahoma as a state, Oklahoma City as a city, it's come a long way in the time that I've, you know, kind of lived here. Um, so I see progress, but also, you know, watch Fox News for 10 minutes and it feels like we've gone a million miles in the wrong direction. And I don't even know what it's, I don't know, it's hard for me to kind of rationalize the two. I have some- I, th I, I, think, I think Fox News and, um, um, I understand why people say it's apples and oranges because I don't. I agree. CNN is not as extreme as Fox News, but I don't think they have to be because there's um, because in general, I think it's safe to say I, I'm 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 content saying that the media drifts left. So Fox tries to compensate, and they go way, you know. And it's like, like if you listen to Sean Hannity, it's it's comical, right? Um, it's it's That's, yeah, it's, it's comical. Um, and CNN might not have the equivalent of Sean Hannity on their side but it's it's more diluted the, the 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 leaning of the left is more diluted in general amongst mm -hmm. general media so um fox compensates by going 
it, you know, it's the same thing and maybe in local markets. So in the Twin Cities, we have, um, uh, you know, WCCO and CARE 11 and um, uh, Fox 9, you know, it's kind of funny how Fox News and then we've got the affiliates, but that's not necessarily any kind of connection. Mm -hmm. And then you've well, got no, they're KST. owned by Fox, they're owned, they have the same over, they have the same big dog they're just uh they're, they're the affiliate i don't know how that ties into it um yeah they well fox fox because basically they get all the fox it's kind of like you franchise something like okay you, you can have your own stuff but you you the menu you know what i mean like you you can't like mcdonald's franchise you're serving uh, okay. but there's a lot there's a lot that's a kind of a not the best analogy because there's a lot more freedom but yeah. in the end they're still like foxes they're well okay let me back up let me back up and I only say this stuff because I know I've worked with TV and you have your kind of the company that has the Fox, local Fox lights, like they're, they're kind of franchise in a way, but then you have what's called an O&O &O, where they're owned and operated by that. Uh -huh. And Fox uh -huh. 9 is owned and operated by Fox News. So they're a little more tethered. Or by to, Fox Corp. Fox Corp, my by bad. Fox Corp. Corp. They're, they're a little more tethered to Fox versus you may have sure. Fox in Nashville that's owned by um, just a whatever a local company that has that station and those syndicated okay stuff. got it got yeah. it well my point was that here, here in the Twin Cities the ABC affiliate is KSTP and that's the one that a lot of people don't like because it's it's conservative right and they say oh no they're they're they, they deny climate change and and this and that because some of their meteorologists have spoken at at like climate um what um conferences yeah where, where people are are skeptical of the general uh consensus that you know uh the, whatever the 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 whole idea that uh, there's climate change and we need to do something about it and it's it's caused by humanity and we need to bring we need to reduce carbon da, da, da. so there are people who say hold on a minute hold on a minute. and they have these conferences and some of the meteorologists from kstp have gone there just one of them did and People are like, oh my God, they're affiliating themselves with these anti-science cranks and da 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 da. So anyway, KSTP is like the Fox News of Minnesota yeah, news station, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the others are are, are totally on board with that, uh, uh, evidently, um, <laughs> or apparently, anyway. Yeah. So I I, I think it represents um, the the dynamic, which you're right, is is apples and oranges in that there's it's not the same on both sides, but I think there's still um, an apples to apples comparison to be made in that even though the reflections aren't equal, there's still in effect um, a balanced in an overall uh, bias or, 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 or ideological leaning um, or something like that. You well, your, your words, you called CNN diluted I would call Fox concentrated, right? That's how I would see it. Yes, that's hundred percent right. And I didn't mean diluted. And I think you, no, you picked up you on that. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean like delusional. I mean like like it's it's like water. It's too much water, and it's it's diluted. Um, you can CNN have a Democrat. And, and, you can have a Democrat flavor, but it's very or a liberal flavor, but it's very it's diluted to the point where it's not. Correct. It's just not killing you. It's not hitting you over the head. That is correct. That is Fox correct. News it is, is conservative concentrated. concentrated. Oh shit! Exactly. That is correct. Yeah. So there I, we go. I, I, I agree. I agree.
And you know what? I, I challenge people if if you're if you're left leaning, watch Tucker Carlson sometimes. No, and, don't and so, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do I, it. I recommend it. I think that's Tucker? Lawrence. why is my oh yeah. Oh. See, the thing is is that when you uh, have an established when you have an established accepted narrative, who's gonna challenge that? Who's gonna challenge the narrative? And right now. Paul, it's actually conservatives that are challenging the narrative, right? You're what not going to get anyone. Well, let's say the narrative around um, uh, military conflicts or um, the narrative around, well, uh, critical race theory being taught uh, in institutions across the country. Um, yeah, gosh, I don't know. Tucker has had some, I think, very insightful observations. And I know people will not like him because of the association and because of other things he says. But there are times where he's the only one saying those things. And if one can look, I have the same observation about Alex Jones. Now, of course, people don't like him. But you know what? He talked about Epstein Island years and years ago. But no one paid him any attention because he was Alex Jones. And you know what? It would it would have really been good if we did pay him attention. Well, maybe if he that. would have been been a, been just a flaming asshole and would have just actually, you know, between when you when you go from from uh, what did you say uh, Epstein Island to Sandy Hook uh, was fake? How is somebody supposed to even listen to a person like he did that to anything he did? He did it to himself because he wanted to get paid. So, well, he's you, a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, but you know what? There are some conspiracies that are just you, where you just trying to cash a check it was just it's just cold right and because conspiracy yeah. theory if you're going to be a real conspiracy theorist like i've watched every episode of x-files multiple times but i know this i have some expertise there's got to be some truth in somewhere right there's got to be some you got to have some sort of jump off point to even get momentum and i have a feeling that most of his conspiracy theories it's not really a real jump off point you know it's just hype and bullshit you know so because he would maybe he had some good information on one thing doesn't mean that the other nine that he was just a shitty asshole on do you like like makes the other makes it where we should have listened so i just have no what were the other nine uh you know how about that would be another comeback okay i will i, will, I know i, I hey, kind of put you in the spot well, that, that, the, that wasn't the true. dude got the dude got well Here's how you know he, he here's how you know he's bullshit. I brought him up earlier for a reason because the guy got sued for for slander. I think it was for the Sandy Hook. Um, it was. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 when he went before the judge, he didn't own it. He didn't say he really mm -hmm. believed it. He said it was an mm -hmm. act because it is mm -hmm. an act. It's it's he's acting. He's trying to get paid. So when somebody gives up the ghost like that and says, "Yeah, it's just it's just an act," then why am I ever going to think that it's not an act? Yeah, I think that's an unfortunate um, um, understanding of his of what he does. I don't know why. Maybe he did it to try to get out. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of integrity. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because it's it's not an act, right? Now he might say, "I was." I I don't know what he said exactly, but I do know what you're saying. And he did he did probably try to. He said it was I'm, a false I'm, flag. I'm, uh, a false flag, you know, from the government uh, operation, from right. the government that the kids never right. got killed, right. you know, and at, and at a point when 
mean, it's my kids, man. You know, I mean, it's sad when anybody gets killed, I guess, or something that way, but kids and this dude, you know, cash and checks on it, you know? Yeah. 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 What, what, what strikes me is why he's his, him doing that is unforgivable, but other people doing it is okay. You like know what who? I mean? Or it's, or it's, or it's not unforgivable. Well, well, here's, here's the thing. People make mistakes all the time. And when they come at them from an honest way and apologize or try to move on, then I give them that, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to be a sucker for all this stuff, but you know, if you come at it and you change your ways, this guy just said he was acting and then comes back and keeps doing the same stuff, you know? Just, um, just yeah, I don't know how the whole acting thing well, it's a squares up in his mind. He says it's a but when I hear him, when, when I've watched him, when I hear him on Joe Rogan, the stuff he talks about is you, you can you, you can tell when he starts going off the deep end, and Joe will try to bring him back in. And everything he says up to that point is fascinating, I, I find. And it's too bad that he wouldn't stop. But he can't, you know, he's, he's all or nothing guy. And so I think it's important for people if, if they want to know what's really happening out there, you should listen to Alex Jones. I know that sounds crazy to you, but you should, and you should listen to him to a certain point when he starts to go crazy and then tune it out. But everything he says, he'll have like documents to back it up, you know, and he'll have a lot of evidence and it's just like right there. He knew about Epstein like Island. The documents with they on it, like from they? <laughs> from, yeah, I hope people, if people pick up on that, and, and point out from a previous episode, you're, you're, you're a super fan. Man, I, I we just... We should send him like some... We should send him some merch. <laughs> well, we we definitely, merch. We'll, we'll send him a white t-shirt. I, I'll, I, I can't, you know, I can't speak on anything that I... About Alex Jones, Alex Jones, other than what I've just kind of heard. And I'm sure I heard I, it from, I, from the left. I'm sure I heard it from people who aren't, you know, going to sing his praises. So I don't know a whole lot about Alex Jones as from a consistent standpoint. But I also know that they're, they're, I don't know, I, I got, I'm, I'm out, I got nothing, whatever. I didn't expect to be having an Alex, you should watch, I, basically Alex Jones and, and, uh, and uh, who's, who's Bowtie Boy, what's, what's his name? It's hard, it's hard, it's hard, I think. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I guess I'm okay at listening to people and, and detecting the truth from the nonsense like when when you can really tell they're going off the rails it's like okay tune that out turn it off it's hateful it's negative i don't want that in my life but when he's on joe rogan talking about sneaking into the um bohemian grove and watching them like worship this large owl mm -hmm. uh, god and then having like this art like this performance of like this cadaver or like this I mean, you basically see in the skull and bone stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are these big people in the US that attend this and they get in these robes or whatever they do and they, they chant and it's like, holy shit, our leaders are fucking crazy, right? Well, who, 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 I, who's I he, who's he saying? Who, who, who's well, he like saying? the Bushes and the Reagans and the Clintons. Like which and, Bush, which and, Reagan? Power people. I, but see, it's like, yeah, they are going, the Bushes, the Reagans, the Clintons, like, Show me something, man. I, I it's like spaceships, man. You know what? No, 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 I know? no, no, no. He he has the names. I mean, they don't deny that they attended. I mean, he approached people who went, and they were like, well, like Billy Bush or something. There, you know? I mean, yeah. Okay, that's not Next surprising. Go, who? Well, it's 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 interesting to those who uh, it should be heard by those who vote for him. Like, do you know who you're voting for? 
Wait, this so guy there's, will go- there's, there's a Bush that's in office that he he had he knows went to these cult-like dances. Basically, yeah, and I don't know if it was exactly Bush, but he's got like these these are who are in charge of say foundations in the U.S. or yeah. or or our big politicians or our big uh, media uh, you know honchos. It's like these are like these are the crazy people that are in charge. You know, and, and it's all- informative to know that. I'm all for bringing to light the things that powerful people who make big decisions do. I'm all for that. Yeah. Let's just leave the kids who got shot and killed in their in their schools alone. You know, that would be nice. Unfortunately, Alex Jones is is you have to pick and choose with him, and it's hard. It it is. Unfortunately, he's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the ratio is. If he's got one good story to ten bad ones, I do want to know that one, because when he does know it, it's. Like, I, man, I'm telling you, if you watch that Joe Rogan, the stuff he was saying was like, why are not more people talking about this? And I'm it's like, probably oh, not yeah. real because it's probably not because real. it's from Alex Jones. And it's probably not real because we just talked about the media. The media is just just capitalistic whores. Right. All they want to do is get paid. You know, and I guess maybe you could say, well, CNN can't out people because they'll lose access. Kind of one of those things where you can't you can't really you got to keep secrets or to keep 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 access to powerful people. But I also think that, you know, some things, if it's that big a deal, he's the only guy bringing That sounds like some some profit, you know, uh, uh, cult religious stuff. Like he's the only one who's got the answers. He's the only one who has the documents. Bullshit. <laughs> he's not the, there's nothing that Alex Jones is the only one who who has, he, no. But the, sorry, I, I don't know, man. I. Lately, we've just been, there's been all this conspiracy stuff about aliens and spaceships and UFOs. And like, I'm just not a conspiracy theory guy other than understanding that rich people do rich people shit. They pray, they whatever, they whatever, they do weird kinky shit, right? So do poor people, right? They just don't have as much power to go on. Everybody does weird stuff. But to believe in it just because it's kind of like, it could be, or it's like, I don't know. Stuff doesn't surprise me. And there are no aliens here, by the way. There's just aren't. I haven't seen evidence of it. There's UFO just means unidentified flying object. And these Navy pilots, you know what they're really good at? Piloting. You know what they're not good at? Is identifying a, what a blurry object that they, that says, if something's blurry, then you don't know what it is, right? And blur can change, like something really, really close is blurry seems like it's moving fast and defies the laws of physics. Problem is it's just close and it's distorted. And so, yeah, you could see something and you can't explain it, but if it's blurry, it's probably just some bullshit on the horizon, you know, or some dust in your helmet. I don't know. It's how people make these leaps. It just baffles me, but yeah. Anyway. What's compelling about the latest is that it's put up by the Pentagon. So it's like- But it's not, but it's not. Like the people talking are ex ex Pentagon or people who used to work for the government who no longer work for the government and the Pentagon anything the Pentagon has said is still just arbitrary and whatever it's not anything like the whole sixty minutes interview or the you know, segment they did that kind of set this off it was all it was all just undoc- unverified like they were talking to people who are known to be con- like conspiracy theorists they may have been ex Pentagon or ex military but they're known that's what they do that's how they make money. And to not have somebody on the other side, you know, like an expert in, in physics saying, hey, you know, actually, this is probably just this 
Or I listened to an interview with the guy who explained what one of the things was just based on using information, metadata that was available in the, in the video and times and this and that. It's like, no, it was just most likely a weather balloon, a reflection or this or that, anyway. But we as a, you know, we're, we're built, we're wired to be prey. You know, we're wired to want to believe in some stuff because we just want to think something is special instead of thinking that it's just mundane, right? But anyway, I don't know That's what's true. up. We are wired. We're wired we, to believe we, 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 in special things that are really just, just, mon just blurry objects that haven't come into focus yet, right? Yeah, That's true. You know, but they will one day. They'll come into focus. You know, if we can just take some time and have some patience, things will come into focus. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing on this part. We've just been just on a on a thought on a on a thought journey. You know, uh, me getting riled up journey. Well, I well, what it will do is it'll um it'll get us thinking, and you know, who knows? Maybe next time we we record, we'll, um, we'll be like, you know what? You're right, the Pentagon didn't say that officially. You're right, Paul. Or maybe you'll say, all right, I listened to that Rogan podcast with Alex Jones. There was more to it than I thought. Uh, I mean, know, who knows, I'll, who knows? I'm not saying you will. I'm just saying like, we have, now we both have food for thought. We do, and I, I'd say I would agree to listening to the Joe Rogan uh, and Alex Jones podcast, but it's probably five hours long. You know, so that I one is I know, I know. And that was this last one, I think, was where I, I listened to it. And for the first 60 minutes, I was like, geez, this guy's unbelievable. And, and, and I mean that in a good and a bad way. Um, and then it got to a point where I was just like, OK, OK, I got to turn it off. Um, I wish we could. I wish we could. Um, I wish I don't know. I. I guess I appreciate myself for being able to try to discriminate between the the nonsense and the oh he's onto something there's actually truth to that um, because he will point out stuff I mean think about it if you're gonna always look at all the weird stuff and once in a while you're gonna be right and I I want to know those things that are right it's important especially but the Epstein how do you, how do you, how do you differ how do you what's this how do you differentiate because other than just thinking well okay how about this let's I will listen to at least an hour of that podcast. Okay, okay I'll commit an hour. And because I do like being the person who listens to the other side, right? Who listens to people with differing opinions. I'm not, because I'm not afraid of differing opinions because I like to be challenged and I like to have good intellectual conversation. The problem is that a lot of times these opposing views just feel so out there. And so, like, it's not even a conversation. It's just a, I don't know. It's just why, why, why give it the time of day when there's so many dumb opinions? And I get it. I totally get it. And and because I, I mean, I really did. I I used to work. I used to work. My last TV station I worked at. I've had a lot of time. I'm editing, and I have like I can put a TV on in the background. And I. And whatever five o'clock I get or whatever I, every every afternoon or evening whatever I would have Fox News on and a coworker would come on because I watch I used to watch the five you know and um, I'd have this coworker come by and say how do you watch that it's like well I just it's it's I can tolerate it because I it's I think it's just, it's entertaining entertaining to me and I can take this and then there was a point where I just couldn't take it anymore 
And so I haven't really been able to watch anything Fox. Though I will say that my favorite anchor, probably in the history of TV, used to work for Fox News. Take any guesses? It can only be well, one. I know, it was, I know it wasn't Bill O'Reilly. You know it wasn't Bill O'Reilly. Yes, you do know that. So that's one out. He was Lou a mid no, huh? no, he was. Um... You say Lou Dobbs? No, he was on CNN, then he went to Fox News. When he was, was on, on CNN, I liked him, and then he went to Fox and turned, like, all the way crazy to me. No, what? my favorite. Shepard Smith? Yeah, Shep. Boy, Shep, his delivery, his energy, everything about him is just a little, like, what? It's just off. It's cool. It's just, if you've never seen it, you should Google. Um, he had to slip up with Jenny on the block. If you just you put Shep Smith, Jenny on the block watch that and then that'll be okay. your assignment watch chef smith jenny on the block i will I and will. i'll and i'll watch an hour of, or listen whatever to an hour of joe rogan and um i'll say i'll send you the one i that i got a lot out of and okay um, yeah that's right send it to me and i'll that'll be a great segment for our next podcast i can see it now paul paul listen to alex jones or paul it, it yeah. yeah and, yeah, and then just people are gonna who knows how YouTube will treat it. The thing that bothers me too about the whole thing is, um, you know, YouTube kicking off and all these social media stuff kicking off all Alex Jones. It's like, oh, really? Like people make terroristic threats and they do all kinds of horrible things. It's, but it's Alex reach. Jones just it's the reach. too far. It's, it's how many, That's I mean, true. I mean now, now, don't give me one person saying something is bad, but when you have a guy, have, it's kind of like the West, West Baptist, Westboro Baptist Church. Like stuff like that is just like my God, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There no, should you're right. be more attention. There should be more attention to it, attention put to those people than just one crazy dude walking down the street. I I don't know. Actually, maybe that's not even the right way to compare it. It but. puts YouTube in a bind because it's like, well, what if he gets interviewed? Is that okay? And yeah. it is, I guess. Yeah. Well, the good thing about, well, good thing for you places like YouTube and Facebook, they can kind of ban anybody because they're going to get paid no matter what. Like they can lose a lot of views, but yeah, they you know, but it's such a minuscule amount of stuff. Like they don't care. They're, they're beyond reach. Yeah. And then also when, when you can't really get good advertising on your platform or whatever, mm. but anyway. Um. Well, I you know, know I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering, like it. I feel like we didn't give enough credit to Larry's interview or at least not credit at the time. Um, but I guess it is what it is. And. Uh, um, you know, so I'm not sure if we should revisit that or if we should move on to something else or. Well, so I, will I, mean, say I, that. I agree. I do think that, you know, I wanted to talk more about it, but, you know, right now. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself in a way. And I think him being a jump off point to, to us discussing various race issues, I kind of think, I mean, and, I, and also too, I don't think my opinion or maybe even your opinion is as important as his opinion, right? Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. So, well, I mean, so- yeah, well, it, does, I mean, it does speak for itself. I just meant for, yeah. So I think that, you know, our thoughts are kind of like, okay, good. We, we voiced some thoughts, but- if you want Let to me, see um, more. Well, what I'll say is that, like, well, how did you even line that up and all this and that? But he lives in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, and uh, he doesn't do a lot of 
he does some interviews. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> I feel. Oh boy, Paul. I I want to tell you something. Hey, I don't here. want to say this. This is gonna blow your mind. I know what you're gonna say. Okay, what? Tell me. No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Is it a personal thing about him? Mm, you you might yeah I guess so. Um, well, I'll just say this. So, yeah. Larry is a regular on which news? On which o news? OAN? No, <laughs> no, not OAN. Um, well, in fact, just yesterday, just just yesterday, he was interviewed. So this actually does come full circle. Larry, and I know people are going to discredit him the minute like this gets out. So I'm a little worried that people will be like, oh, who cares about what Larry says? Yeah, he was a member of the Black Panthers, but he went on blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But he he's he's a regular interviewee on the Alex Jones show. Mm. Well, that was that's unfortunate. But hey. All I can say is I, I heard him on the interview you have with him, and I agree with pretty much everything he said. You know, um, like I mean, the only thing that I didn't really that I thought was a, a little weird world was the um, was the media side of it because I think the media is just a reflection of what we want. But yeah, but yeah, no. So I, I, I don't I don't um, and yeah I don't know I anyway it seems weird. Like why would you go on there? The reason I think he's attracted to, um, well, Alex Jones doesn't placate the, he's the counterculture. He's the one going against the mainstream. And so Larry probably doesn't believe 80% of Alex Jones's conspiracy theories, but he likes Alex Jones because he'll get people on there who are, I don't know if this is the right term, but they're not beholden to the official uh, yeah, narrative or or, or 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 the politically correct one that is yeah. absolutely sure or reality he does not, or, yeah no. <laughs> you know, he does not like political correctness so you can say he's gone too far the other, but he so he likes alex jones because he's a quote-unquote free thinker see and um free until he has to have a lawsuit and then the money matters but yes yeah i don't know how larry squares all that up but he he That's tends to like going on the show he said um I don't know. He feels like he can speak his mind and there's no censors and there's, so I don't know. It's, it's weird how Alex Jones has, has gotten niche in the, in the media world where he gets on some interesting guests actually. Like, like I remember Billy Corgan went on Alex Jones, the, the singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I, I like know some, seven foot, six foot eight, Billy Corgan. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's, it's weird. Um, anyway, uh, th th that's kind of an interesting tie in there. Um, but, um, and, and, and maybe Alex Jones uses him in, in a way that's not, not cool. Um, but, but, um, but anyway, Larry, Larry does like the, um, the platform. So, yeah. well, Hey, that's, Hey, that's all, that's him. I, I'm, I, I was very, I loved your interview with him and I think he did a great job on uh, with it and just kind of let him have his space to run, you know, and he took the baton and just kind of, and he ran with it and went in a lot of interesting directions and I, I enjoyed it. So I hope, well, you know, thank you. I'm glad people... to hear that. By the time people watch this interview, watch this podcast, the, the interview with Larry will have been on the channel. Uh, so, cause I'm going to actually publish it 
Well, this is this is now the eighteenth. I'm going to publish it. No, I'm going to publish it tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be on the channel. So if you're listening to this, um, check it. Check out the full interview on the channel. It's great. So, well, I know we had something else planned, but I don't think the the time we can sustain anything more than what we've got. Sure. Sure. Without some sort of uh, heavy editing, which I don't even know how you edit what we just did. Yeah, you know, we can just we can just let it roll. Um, I, you, you, you'll listen to it. You'll go on your walk and you'll listen to it. And if, it, if it's like, this is unlistenable, this is unwatchable, then okay, we'll cut it, um, whatever. Um, the, the video we were gonna play is from my trip to Cuba and that's okay. That can work anytime we want it to. Um, I thought it would switch gears, which it would, uh, but, but it'll switch gears another time. It's, yeah. it's, it's a look at Cuba that you don't ordinarily see uh, beyond like the, the old 50s cars of Havana and that kind of thing. So it's, it's an interesting look at, at, at that country, but it's, it's such out of left field now from what we've been talking about that this probably feels appropriate to call her a night. You know, and I, how about this? I want to end on this because I, 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 I'm drawn to people who can have conversations, well, to people who are smarter than me, who've experienced more than me. And maybe it, it shows some inherent kind of laziness and that there's certain things I could do. Like I could pick up a book about a specific topic or I could get on a plane and go travel and see places. But I also, but I don't because there's other things I guess I value more uh, in my day to day. So I like having people around who carry that, those experiences. And I think that, so when we get in discussions and stuff and I have my opinion and you have yours and then you reveal that you missed out Jones, you're the type of person I'm like, you know, Brandon has lived a lot of life and has a lot of brains and a lot of wisdom. And if he's listening to this guy, there's got to be something in there that's good, right? There's got to be something entertaining or enlightening or whatever, because I know you're kind of like me. I don't think you suffer fools very, very well or, or exist in just candy land for too long. So, mm. so while, while we disagree, I, and I push back at times, I also know that I, I, I know that if you're invested in interest in something, it's worth me giving it a shot because you kind of put your stamp of approval on it, I guess, or stamp of whatever. Boy, that, that right there is a rare um, soundbite or a rare mm, declaration, yeah. right? And that's, 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 I mean, that's great. That's like what the periphery is all about, man. Well, and it's, and so, so I, even when I do have my opinion, my opinion has come from meeting people who've helped enhance my opinion or evolve my opinion. So I think we could all use more people in our lives that we disagree with, but we trust, you know what I mean? And, we, and, and because we don't agree on everything, then stuff, stuff comes out in our discussion that ordinarily might not because if we were just confirming what we both believe yeah we wouldn't be able to have a conversation where i explain something that you may disagree with and vice versa yeah so that educates that educates viewers this is a great setup it's good and we've mentioned a few things that you know if i really want to extend the conversation i can go watch some videos about a couple of things i can go listen to some stuff you i'll listen to what and then you can watch shep smith and uh and a, <laughs> No, but anyway, I, this is these are the conversations I love to have because I'm talking with someone who I find a lot of. Uh, I know you. You've just I don't know. You've got in. You you're thoughtful. You know. 
it's a rare person who's that open-minded. You're you're a you're a good you're you're a wise man. Well, and hey, I, well, thank you. Um, and I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna if if in two weeks I've watched this Alex Jones, and, and let's say you you you. I'm gonna make a joke, but I was, let's just say if I don't show up in two weeks, you'll know why. Okay. <laughs> Man, that Brandon is fucked up. Fuck that guy. I thought I was giving him credit. I was giving him props. It made me listen to this bullshit. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't just not, don't, don't just ghost me, man. Come on and give it, like, give me the business. Yeah. Give me the, no, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It that's better. That's, that. that's, that's better uh, video. Yeah, it was like more than that. We'll call CNN and say, we got a hot one, you know? Uh, but anyway, okay. Well, but so seriously, though, I, you know what, Paul? In all seriousness, I can't, I can't have this conversation, like, on a, on a major. Like, let's say I would get interviewed by, I, I don't know, I was interviewed by Carol Evan once for my documentary about the homelessness. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't talk about Alex Jones, obviously. Yeah. But if ever I was asked my thoughts on something and, and, and it came out that I, uh, respected something Alex Jones said. I mean, that would be the headline. You yeah. know, there are just some toxic people socially, and and that I can talk about this with you like that. I, I think that's just I think that's just great. I mean, this is these are the kinds of conversations that aren't aren't often said in in in, in the broader mainstream mm -hmm. sense. So I, I really value this. Well, and I think too, most people they want to they want to worship someone. Where they want to worship themselves. They want to. They want to put. They want to basically a cult of one. They want to have this one thing that they can kind of pin all their stuff to. Me, I'm just a dude walking through the world, and I'm not. I'm not beholden mm. to anyone or anything, right? Beyond mm. just humanity, right? I don't think I know it all. I mean, who's that arrogant to think they don't need to have an honest conversation and and that everything they believe in any given moment is accurate, right? Most people. I think really do walk around like a cult of one. They think that this is what I feel, think, and see, think I see is all that really is, but that ain't reality. And so I like to think that I'm a person who I'm not that, like I can, I, I've liked a lot of different sports teams throughout my day because sometimes uh, the teams change and I don't like the team and a new team comes on I like. So I'm, I'm a free agent. I'm a free agent. I'm a lifetime free agent. Free agent of the world. Convince me. I love the phrase. I love the phrase cult of one. I mean, that needs to be the name of an album or a stand-up comedy special or someone's podcast if they're a real narcissist. Like there needs to be that's cool. Or how about the opposite? Cult of infinity. In other words, not a cult at all. Yeah. It's all about as wide and broad as it gets. Like mm -hmm. everything is connected. That'd be that'd be that'd be the the very um uh the the superly spiritual or super like the opposite well, whatever i don't know i, I think i've read it. i think cult yeah. of one was the last good last good phrasing i had for the day if i've had any at all but yeah anyway so i i'm just i'm just trying you know, i'm a free agent you convince me you know shit who knows who knows where i'll be in 10 years i'm just gonna keep my mind open and hopefully i bump into some wise people who are much smarter than me and they gotta keep me growing <laughs>